welcome to Hail to the Pod with D'Angelo Hall. I'm Aaron Hawksworth. It's week five, and here we are as the Redskins are still searching for their first win of the season. And D-Hall, that was just a nightmare on Sunday. The Redskins got dominated by a bad Giants team. Yeah, they did. And um, fans, what's up? Welcome. Uh, sorry we're, we aren't celebrating the victory. I actually picked the Redskins to win this game. I felt like this was a winnable game. Obviously, no Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, uh, a, a team I felt like um, we could have definitely jumped on. I think it did hurt us not having Sheriff out there and not having uh, Scary Terry, obviously. Um, but definitely, like you said, Aaron, a winnable game that continues to bring up the question, is Jay Gruden the right guy? And at first, my answer was always yes. And now my answer is I don't know because they didn't come out ready to play. And it's the head coach's job to get you ready to play. Mm. Yeah, so the Redskins lose to the Giants 24-3. to The Redskins are now 0-4 for the first time in 18 years, which kind of says a lot because there's been – a little bit of drama surrounding this team. So for them to, you know, have that kind of record, I mean, that says a lot because this team has certainly suffered some ups and downs in the last 10 years. So the fact that they're 0-4 for the first time since 2001, uh, that really says a lot. But at the same time, we've been doing this podcast and it wasn't, I, I don't think we'd be surprised. I think we both hoped they wouldn't start out this way. But when we looked at the schedule, no Trent questions at quarterback, then Jordan Reed's hurt, he suffers the concussion. I mean, it's not that shocking. That yeah, not at all. Not at all. 0-4 and be ready to be 0-5. Because like you said, Aaron, when we looked at the schedule, we were kind of like, oh, I don't know if we can win that one. I don't know if we – and that was with everybody back. You couple that with – Obviously, Geis being out, which is the blow, you know, which is a big blow. Us not being able to run the ball, even with Adrian Peterson, Trent Williams being out, um, Morgan Moses not playing very well, no receiver really stepping up besides Terry. Uh, you know, questions at the quarterback position. The one thing I said that I, because I defended Case, obviously I wanted Haskins out there, um, and I actually sent a tweet during the game when I saw Haskins out there, and he and that was I sent the tweet when he had the drive, the first drive he came in where he pushed the ball all the way down. He even scrambled out, got down to like the one or two yard line and we still couldn't score. And, you know, my tweet was, there you go. That's all I wanted. I just wanted this dude out there. Is he ready? Probably not. But who cares? How many dudes get thrown to the fire that aren't ready? You get ready because it's trial by fire. You learn. I'm guaranteed, I guarantee Dwayne Haskins got better because of that game. And the numbers didn't show it. But Aaron, trust me, he got better. Fans, he got better because now he knows, hey, I can't throw that ball right there. Like on the job training is nothing in the world like it. You can sit here and do any kind of simulations you want, practice um, in the meeting rooms, but nothing is better than live game action. And so though Dwayne didn't have the best outing, I would like to say, though, as a Dwayne Haskins fan, some of those interceptions weren't all his fault. Like, mm-hmm. as a receiver, you have to be able to catch the ball. And for Vernon Davis to turn around, bam, ball's right there. I don't care if you don't have but a split second. You catch that ball. Like, Jordan Reed catches that ball. And so some of the interceptions weren't all his fault, Aaron. And, you know, a lot of the people will say, is it his fault? 
Um, I think a lot of people would say, because you just heard Jay Gruden say, you know, in the press conference, I can't be changing players every five minutes. And what does he do? Middle of the second quarter changes a player. And so we're kind of like, is Jay Gruden sending us a message? Hey, look at this. I told you he wasn't ready. Yeah. And I kind of felt like That's he was talking exactly to me. What- That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay, everybody's telling me, put in Haskins. I'll show you what Haskins could do. Here it is. Like, I'll roll out this new shiny toy that everybody wants to see. And And Aaron, that's that's the big disconnect. Like, as a coach, as a front office, as a president, GM, whoever, ownership. Like, regardless, if if I'm a GM, Aaron, and I want player A, my head coach wants player B, the president wants player C, you know, the owner wants player D. Regardless who we get, let's all then get on the same page to make this guy successful. And I almost mm-hmm. feel like now knowing that Dwayne was just getting scout team reps, there's no way he could have been ready to go in there. There's no way you should have put him in there at that particular case. But it goes to the point that they don't act like they're working on the same team. And I've yeah. never felt like that in my career here. I've never felt like Everybody wanted everybody succeed to, to succeed for the one common so you goal, think and that's a to be right. From, yeah, the, I think guys want guys from to the succeed. Front office and the coaching staff. I think guys want guys to succeed because they have a connection to them. Oh, I brought that guy in here. Oh, I right. drafted that guy. Oh, I did that to that guy. I found him. Instead of saying, "Hey, they're all here now. I don't care how the hell they got here, but they're right. here now. Let's make them all great." I, I don't see that. I don't see well, that, and I see that in other places. Along those very same lines, now there's a new issue because he's already put Haskins in, and I think now you got to ride with the rookie. I mean, it sounds like he's going to reevaluate everything, and I I think Jay Gruden's leaning towards Colt McCoy. I was going to tell you. I was going to say that, and I I was going to say that because that's his guy. That's the wild card that no one's talking about. I think it absolutely Colt McCoy gets this start. I think Jay feels like Case. I I think he feels like the situation is just too much for Case. Case is is a is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I think what makes Case great is when Case can just go out and be himself and not have to make every play. And this team isn't built like that. They should have known. Like Case did that with two all-pro receivers in Minnesota, a a really good, uh, well, a a great defense. Um, And so everything was working in his favor. And so, yes, that team had success. It's the total opposite here. The defense was supposed to be great. They haven't been great for you. Uh, You don't have dynamic receivers. You have one rookie who came out of nowhere who's making plays and putting the league on notice, but you don't have uh, Jordan Reed in the, in the in the passing game. You don't have Trent Williams protecting your left side. Um, you don't have a re- you know a, a, a running Brandon attack Sheriff that you out. can rely on. Brandon Sheriff was out. Yeah, and so things are really tough for Case right now. So I think he feels like he needs a little bit more. And I think, like I've always said, Dwayne Haskins gives you a little bit more. But because you never got the kid ready, obviously he wasn't going to be ready. But and to also, your point, Colt McCoy is the guy. He, yeah. He may think or know that he's getting fired at some point, and I just think that he's like, well, why am I going to groom Dwayne Haskins when I'm not going to be his coach? I might as well just try to win some games while I can, and I think that's why he's most likely going to go with Colt if Colt is healthy enough to play. That's just the vibe I get. I'm not going off facts. That's just from covering no, this team. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, that's, that's what the my vibe gut I is get. telling me. That's the vibe I get. When I hear Jay speak and you know, I, I hear press conferences and I see some of the actions, um, 
you know, that's exactly the message that I'm receiving from him, that he absolutely knows he's getting fired. He knows he's on borrowed time. And right now it's just about winning football games. It's not about the future. It's not about uh, getting anyone ready. I think that was a big reason Adrian Peterson wasn't active. It wasn't because he wasn't a great back and he could help you. It was just, I think right now the young fella has more juice. I'm going with the guy with more juice. Right, um, right. And so he was just trying to put the best guys out there on the field to try to win games. Because like you said, he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be here because why wouldn't you either fire Jay knowing when, when you know you're going to draft the coach? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, when you know you're going to draft the quarterback, you either have to do two things. You have to fire Jay and bring a new coach in to develop this young quarterback because now he's wasted a year. He's going to learn a new offense unless Kevin O'Connell is going to be the head coach or unless he's yeah. going to stay on as the coordinator, which then still does that head coach want that offense. Um or you read Jay up and commit to him for at least two more years to see if he can get if he can get through to this kid. Because knowing Jay's background of being a quarterback, a, a damn good quarterback, yeah. um, playing in the arena league the way he did and being really good doing that, and 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 being a really good offensive coordinator, I mean, gosh, you gotta think he can develop. And we're hearing such a good things about Kevin O'Connell. I personally would have tried to extend Jay. And be, because I'm, I'm gonna say this because I know you're probably like what I'm gonna say. No, this. I actually was gonna say I think Jay Gruden might be the best guy for the job because there's not a lot of coaches that can deal with this amount of drama and chaos. And if you look back, like Gruden, Gruden's laid back personality jokes around. I think he probably has an ability to connect with all different types of personalities, and I'm sure you would know yep. more about that. Yep, but yep. he, I don't know how many coaches could take this job and do a much better job with the circumstances that Jay's been given here. No, nah, you're absolutely right. And there's no more likable person in that building than Jay Gruden. Players love Jay because Jay has that player's mentality. He relates to you. He talks to you. He doesn't, he doesn't walk around like he feels like he's better than anybody. I mean, he conversates with everybody, whether you're on the practice squad or you're the number one receiver. And so that's why, for me, I absolutely extend Jay, and I try to put faith in this offense because, to Jay's point, or to you know, to Jay's point, how banged up has this? Like, like I, I was a part of this team till a year ago. Like, we've had some tough breaks when you talk about the injuries and just calls going the opposite way. And so, I mean, really, really, the injuries have been so devastating the last couple of years that I, I almost give Jay a pass because for that team to win the kind of games or the number of games they won, it's no way they should have um, with the amount of injuries they've had. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I do feel like this team is close. Like, this defense was supposed to be really, really good. And, um, you know, I still think they do have the personnel to be good. They just – it's a mindset to me. Like, having been in that locker room – and I'm not just saying that locker room, but having been in NFL locker rooms – like, it ain't a lot that separates the top from the bottom. It's just the dude taking that extra step, going that little extra mile, watching a couple more minutes of film, um, a little bit more game preparation, a little bit more caring about uh, the dude beside him as opposed to and, himself. And does that trickle down from that Jay gets you over the hump. Like, doesn't he need to set the tone on, with the work ethic? Because um, he is kind of a fun, chill I mean, guy. I mean, he set the tone. You know, when, when when I was out there playing and practicing, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a summer camp. I mean, we went hard. <laughs> Jay restarted yeah. Pierce over. 
We went hard, but a lot of and that I heard too, he's he's been more intense uh, this season. Chris Thompson said that in an interview that you know he's been more intense now, and he loves it. You know, seeing Gruden and a lot of that too, intense. it trickles down from 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 your from your leadership as far as captains go, and how are the guys who are okay. you know asked to lead? How are right. they leading? Um, and are the guys ultimately do they respect them enough to follow? Um, because mm-hmm. that was one thing, you know, I, I, that I kind of pat myself on the back about. It was just, I mean, dudes respected me. And I think a lot of that had to do with it. I kept it real. I was honest. I wasn't harsh to be harsh. I never took anything personal, whether it was somebody talking shit to me or about me. Um, I just never did. And mm-hmm. even with the media, when I played bad, I owned up to it. Like, I didn't point fingers. I, right. I pointed fingers. But if I was going to point them at y'all, I was going to point them at myself, too. And I always took onus of that. And I don't know if from a leadership standpoint, they have that. And so, like I said, it trickles down, man. You can have the best coach in the world. Like Bill Belichick could be your coach. But if Tom Brady is not in line with the program and doing things accordingly and demanding it from everybody else behind him, then nobody else is going you know, nobody else is going to follow. That's why the Patriots didn't care about back to- why Adrian, wasn't Gruden uh, getting Haskins ready? And is this gonna work? Because and, we know that and, he and wasn't that, fully getting that ready. That goes and back so, to your it goes back to your point. And I hate to cut you off, but you made the point already when you said Jay was Jay was try, is trying to win games for himself right now. He knows right. he's not gonna be here next year. It's nothing Jay can do from this point out to be here next year. I don't even know if he wins out, which we know is not gonna happen if he if, if he could win his job. And so I think he's it's not about preparing Dwayne Haskins in his eyes, but it goes back to the plan. Like this should have been a conversation that this organization had as a whole. Like Jay, Bruce, Dan, what do we expect to happen this season? Are you guys really expecting me to play Dwayne Haskins, knowing I'm fighting for my job? If, if you do, they were probably like, you have hoping to know Colt, I'm not- Colt was gonna be ready, but his leg, like he, just, you know, he suffered the setback. He just wasn't ready to go. But I, I bet that's what their plan was. I mean, but that's got injured or struggled. It would be cold or vice versa. Yeah, but I mean, that's like how do how do we not know Colt is this badly hurt when I heard coming out of that building last year if they would have make it to the playoffs, Colt was gonna be ready to go. Yeah, I know. And then like, I started hearing. That his leg looked bad. And so I thought, oh, this guy's not playing anytime soon. And that was right before the start of the season. Yeah, I saw Cole at training camp and Cole made it to me like, hey, everything was good. Like he was going to be right back out there. And so I never thought it could linger this long. <clears throat> um, excuse me. And so, yeah, Cole, the, 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 the Colt McCoy aspect of this whole saga is, is very interesting because I don't know if we'd be on forward with Colt McCoy. I just don't know. I don't. I, I. I. Deep in my heart, the same way that everybody was picking Dallas, and I said, I don't know. I. I some. Some going on with the Saints. I'm. 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 I'm feeling like the Saints are gonna have a little bit of payback. What happened to them as a high-powered offense going to Dallas last year? And so I don't know, man. You know, you just get these feelings, and I just feel like if Cole McCoy was healthy, um, you know. I think he would have gave a lot of energy off of that defense. I think the defense would be better because the yeah. offense in turn would be better. Um, you know. So I don't, then what you know, do you do if you're Jay? Because he clearly – I don't know how interested or invested he is in grooming Haskins right now, but clearly well, 
they're 0-4. The playoffs aren't happening. And as you yeah. said, getting those reps is super valuable for the rookie. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not Jay, and I'm not going to answer, you know, what would Jay do because I don't know what Jay would do. What I would have done, which is what I still believe in, is like you said, I, I would be getting Haskins ready. I would be mm-hmm. proving to, 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 to the people who make the decisions that, that I'm the right man for the job, that I could get this guy ready. But I would have yeah. done that, Aaron, from the beginning. I wouldn't have waited till right now to try to do that. And so it's almost like you tell me no, you tell me no. All right, now you tell me yes. Like you told me no all those times. How can I possibly believe this yes? And, you know, I think it's just a little bit too late for Jay at this point. But, I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief that you got to get the young guy ready because I would have been fighting for my job and I would have, put everything I had into making sure if I had to simplify this offense, if I had to change some things as a coach to fit that player, then that's what I would have done. I would have spent time with Urban Meyer uh, uh, to try to figure out what worked well. I'm sorry, not even Urban Meyer wasn't even there at O State. I'm trying to think, what's the other coach who took over for Urban? I'm just, I, I would have spent time in that, you know, around the coaches that the same thing Mike Shanahan did with RG. They spent time at Baylor um, just to, try to get a handle on what he did well. What did he struggle with? Um, so I wasn't learning what I saw him, that I would have already had the answers to that test. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I've got the feeling that he's going to try to go with Colt McCoy just because of experience and he knows this offense better. And as we were saying, he's trying to win games, but it'll certainly be interesting um, now that Dwayne Haskins has had a little taste of You know, it would be good. I think learning on the job, no matter what profession it is, is so valuable. Like you just don't learn like you learn when you actually get thrown into the fire and you have to do it. I think all professions are like that, you know, sitting and watching just isn't the same. And so, as you said, he made mistakes. He's going to learn from those. Um, But again, people are talking about fire, Jay, fire, everybody. It's like you got the Patriots coming to town. I I just don't think that's the solution right now. Um, and I don't even know what they're going to do. I guess the only benefit to firing Jay, if that's how, what they felt was the best decision for the team, is that you could start this search early before everyone else starts doing it. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I really wish things would work out with Jay Gruden here in Washington, but it almost feels like it's kind of too late. Like like you said, if he would have started grooming Haskins and all of this wouldn't have gotten so yeah. awkward, maybe it could have turned around with Jay, you know, because I do yeah. think he is a good fit to be the head coach of this Redskins team. Um, I don't want to see him get fired, but I know there's a lot of people that are frustrated, but let's not pretend that this defense is struggling big time. Oh um, they gave up 164 rushing yards to a Giants team. That doesn't have Saquon Barkley. Yep. Yep. yep I mean, yep. come on. And, I, and you know, I I, I know Coach Maneski mixed it up. I know he played some man. I know he played some zone. But, gosh, every time I felt like Daniel Jones ran, he was in man-to-man. I thought I just gave him the game plan, bro. Get in mm-hmm. zones. Um, but, yeah, you know, no Saquon Barkley. What, what, what does he run for, 230? I mean, you know, this this defense has to be better. Um, and I think that's what makes things difficult for, for, for Jay. I'm sorry to go back to Jay, but yeah, no, you know, I mean, it's like when you story. got injuries, you know, you got injuries one year, Hershey, you got a really good defense, you struggle on offense. All right. Now you have what's supposed to be a good offense, which like I said, Case wasn't playing bad before 
he had those five uh, five turnovers in a game. Mm-hmm. Before that, he was playing decent. Then what happens? Your defense, who's supposed to be the bright spot, supposed to be supposed to be have all this talent, um, and they they just don't show up. Like this yeah. defense was one of the top ten defenses of all of football last year, and right now they're in the bottom five. Like, how does that happen with with essentially the same personnel? Like that that just doesn't happen. Um, no. And so changes definitely have to be made on this defensive side of the football. Players have to go. Coaches have to go. I'm not blaming one side, but it it, it definitely needs to be some changes. And uh, I hate to say this at week five, but God, I can't wait to see what those are. Yeah, I mean, I just get the sense it's going to happen after this week. I think some major changes are going to be coming. Um, I mean – Assuming they lose to the now, if they miraculously beat the Patriots, Ooh. perhaps we're talking about anything could happen. That's why they play the game. Anything could I know. happen, but I don't see it. But <laughs> somebody could see it. It could happen. Well, then there's a whole other problem. Okay, so you could get up to play the Patriots, but you couldn't, uh, you know, get up to play the Giants the week before. There's an issue there. You know. Yep. 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 <laughs> what, um, what do you do? think about? Also, a, like a traditional GM, uh, like someone like Lewis Reddick or getting someone in here, you know, besides Bruce Allen in that role. Well, you know, even even from a from a talent scout uh, uh, evaluation standpoint, um, you know, that's really what you need that GM in place for. Uh, Lewis is a good option. I mean, Lewis almost got a couple jobs um, this offseason. Uh, so, you know, he's definitely a, a really good guy. Um, but yeah, that's never been Bruce's thing. You know, he's never been known as a, as a talent evaluator. And so, um, that, that to me, what is, is not missing because, you know, you, you know, you still have guys in place, you know, always go back to, you still have the, you know, the VP of of pro scouting, the, you know, the VP of college scouting. And so there's still all those safeguards in place. The GM just kind of overlooks those things and ultimately makes a decision. Uh, we don't need nobody in here making no more decisions. We got enough of that right, right now. We yeah, need, and I yeah. think we need transparency. We need transparency. Absolutely. Communication. Yeah. That's exactly, yeah. like I said, in anything, communication's key. And it goes back to, hey, no matter who we get, let's all be on the same page as far as what's the plan moving forward. How are we going to develop this guy? Um, and so it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, they, I don't know when Trent Williams will be coming back. Uh, you know, I, I saw him the other day, and he didn't look like he was coming back no time soon. So I'm interested to kind of see how that plays out and how's the attitude with this team when he comes back because I think they'll get a little bit tougher with with with, with old 71 in the locker room. Yeah, and that and they're really missing that veteran leadership. You know, there's a guy, you know, that everyone respects. You were talking about when you were on the team, guys respected you. Um, and that's a guy that everybody looks up to. And just the vibe is different around the team when he's not there. Um, you can just sense it. And so that's a huge loss. And, and, and again, breakdown in communication. The fact that they couldn't find a way to work this out with Trent, your best player, uh, and now this guy doesn't want to come back. It, 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 or And then you don't want to trade him because you don't want to set a precedent of you know, players holding out, but it's like now you're in this 0-4, about to be 0-5 position, and, and where has it gotten you? It's just frustrating, you know? Yeah, it is. 
It is. And so, you know, as an organization, you got to, I mean, you got to figure out what helps you win. And right now, 0-4, having not, having, not tr- having, not having Trip Williams there is not helping you win. Not having something for him. Like I said, if I don't want, if I want you and you don't want to be here, then let's agree to disagree and let's go our separate ways. Um, to me, it, it, it's, it's easy when you have those kind of situations. And so I don't understand why. But if they're uh, not going to trade why, him, why organizations, I mean, what is going to happen? I mean, because I don't think he wants to come back. I guess I guess he'll come back right at that point where you have to come back before this, before, so you can get credit for that season. Um, I guess he'll come back right before that deadline. Uh, he'll finish the rest of the season. How much he plays, how much he doesn't play, I don't know. That's it, like week 10, I think. I know. They'll him. probably just throw him out there. He'll go out there week 10, um, finish the season, and then I guess do the same thing. Request a trade. Let them know, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to be here. I hope their mindset changes because. But not he's having, not thinking about retiring, is he? Uh, not that I know of. Nah, nah, okay. nah. He I still mean, wants to play sad. football. I mean, he's a great guy, and I want what's best for him and his family. But I hope it's not coming to that. Yeah, no, no. I think he still wants to play a couple more years. Uh, you know, I, it, it, it's just simply he he doesn't want to be here because you know he made some demands and they ignored him. Well. It, the way things are going, who knows how long uh, many people will be in that building past next week. Sounds like, I, I don't know, I just talked to one of my sources and he was like, everyone's about to get fired. And of course, he's probably wow. really stressed out. Well, that's yeah. what he texted me today, that he's just like, it's just awful. There's a lot going on. Everybody's about to get fired. Um, he made wow. a joke, you might have to be an Uber driver. <laughs> Like that's wow. how bad it is, and I'm like, I don't. This know. It's a bad week to try to get off to try to get off the snide when the New England Patriots come into town with the number one ranked defense. I'm talking number one in every category on defense, and the great one, Tom Brady at quarterback. Woo! This is so not a good one to see try to young rebound. Dwayne Haskins out there. This ain't like I said, Aaron. This is not a good <laughs> one to come rebound from. I tell you what, it is not a good one to come rebound. This could be a career killer. For a young player that's not mentally tough, I think Dwayne's mentally tough, so I'm not worried about that at all. But I do too. I think, but I think Co- fans need to be patient and not judge Dwayne Haskins on what they saw Sunday. Yeah, I mean, no. I just don't think that would be fair. No, I not think at all. They all need to relax, <laughs> especially knowing what we know. The kid's been playing scout team, reading cards. He yeah. even said in the interview that uh, you know it's kind of hard to you know focus on our offense and get better with our offense. When I have to read these cards, you know, and I'm like, dang, like even at some point, maybe you put in some of the same concepts and some of the same verbiage. So can you break it down? Because so the starters get like, what, eight plays and then scout team gets two. Well, sometimes sometimes scout team players don't even get two. So, you know, you'll have a period. You'll have a period and the period you'll go offense first. Offense will have their starters on offense. And you'll basically have a look team on defense. A look team is comprised of uh, uh, non-starters on defense, uh, practice squad guys. And Mm -hmm. they'll basically read a card on defense. That card they're reading on defense is the opponent's defense that they've seen play in games. So Mm -hmm. the offense gets a chance to go against what they'll see on Sunday. And so sometimes you get teams that run something similar to what you do. Sometimes you get teams who run 
something completely different from what you do. Uh, but you're essentially reading that card on defense and the offense is running their plays. After they run their eight plays, normally all the starters will go. They'll rotate in some players that normally get reps throughout the, the, you know, the course of a game, running backs, receivers. Most of the old linemen, quarterbacks, they stay in the whole time. So once they run their plays, they'll blow the whistle or blow the horn, and then the defense of starters will come out and basically we'll run our real defense, we'll run our game stuff, and the offense will then read cards. They'll be comprised of guys who don't start on offense, the backup players and guys like that. They'll read the card on offense, and they'll run through the opponent's offense that okay. we're facing on defense. And so, yes, you don't go – Because I heard you Dwayne get was getting a realistic couple plays. Reps. He was getting he was a couple getting- yeah, I heard he was getting two, but I asked someone, I was like, well, why couldn't they make it a little more even? And now I, listen, it's a tough I mean, position, James I mean, in. they could have made you, it even, but at the same time, you're trying to get Dwayne ready. They, they're they trying to get the starter ready. Uh, right. And so it's a mindset. If you're really not trying to get Dwayne ready, yeah, you'll give him one or two plays. But if you're right. really trying to get Dwayne ready to play, because you know you'll give them more than two you'll give them four think. yeah you'll split yeah. it up pretty evenly yeah um or you'll and let Dwayne take question, some some of the earlier plays it, it, it's simply because like you said jay's worried about right now he's mm-hmm. worried about this season um trying to win as many games as possible he's not and worried about McCoy, de- de- he doesn't developing need to worry him. about a new guy learning his offense he knows he can trust colt colt's been here for a while he he knows this offense and so i don't blame him if he's trying to win games i mean i don't think the fan base what i you know what I heard it's not my plan the fan base wanted them to lose so that jay got fired and i was like come on oh man see it's not the way i would have did it but I got to respect it. I got to respect the way he wants to go out. And that's all you can do is respect so, Jay and the way he wants to go out. The Redskins were called for 15 penalties. 12 were accepted against the Redskins. <laughs> I mean, usually that's a sign of a team that isn't disciplined, right? Yeah, not disciplined, not focused, um, not doing the little things right. Like I said earlier, this game is 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 a game of inches. I mean, literally – Getting that one extra yard could be the difference between a first down, uh, you know, a turnover, winning the game, losing the game. And so to have all of that hidden yardage for a team that already struggles, I already told you, this team's not the kind of team that can get a penalty on first down and come back from it. Anytime they get a penalty, it puts them at third and long, especially because they haven't been able to run the football and everyone knows they run it like 70% of the time on first down. And so teams are loading the box, and they putting this team at second and long. Couple that with a penalty, they never seem to get a first down. And so, right. yeah, I mean, the formula to beat this team is easy. It's right there. Let them beat themselves. They're going to commit penalties, stupid mistakes, and the other team always seems to capitalize on it. There's no way and you should have went to New York with a rookie quarterback and no Saquon Barkley and lost that game. I know. And so as soon as we blinked, it was 14-0. to I mean – yeah. Yep. Undisciplined sure. football. That's that's what that gets you. It gets you beat down by a rookie quarterback. Oh, well, I can hardly wait to preview the Patriots game. I'm huh. glad they have an easy opponent this week. <laughs> Tell me about it. The GOATs. The, I didn't say the GOAT <laughs> with a T. The GOATs uh, with an man. S. Because, this yeah, Bill be, Belichick, be Tom week. Brady. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a very long. Now I don't know. Also, I was trying to tell you. I heard someone else. There's another injury on this Redskins team. It hasn't come out yet. Apparently, nobody asked Jay Gruden this afternoon. I'm trying to dig around on it, but I don't know if anyone. Oh, so you telling me he didn't? He didn't say nothing because nobody asked him. That's what it looks like. Uh, but somebody is hurt and they waiting to add. Well, we got to call I, over there I'm and not add. sure if he's obligated to give an injury report today. Um, okay. Plus, it pro- probably makes sense to wait until Wednesday because, like, you never know what this person's situation can be. But I'm trying to work on it. Apparently, there's another pretty big injury to someone. So, now, I, my guess big? would be Josh Norman if I it, had to guess because is, he looked – is it pretty big being like season ending or just like a week or two? I don't. I get, so my source is freaking out because I think everybody's worried they're gonna get fired. So I'm. I don't. I'm gonna keep digging around. I texted a few oh. people, but I don't have an answer on that one. And so. you said you think it's Josh? Yeah, it probably could be Josh. Josh looked very gimpy after he came down off. Yeah, and he went back in, but who knows? You know. Yeah, um, yeah, I've done that I before. Hope not. I've done that before. Went back in MCL sprain, ended up having to miss about three weeks. Finished the game off sheer adrenaline and pain, pain meds. <laughs> and yeah, so, well, I'm yeah, just saying, I hope stay he's okay. tuned. Don't be surprised if someone else has, you know, suffered some kind of injury on this team because that's what I heard. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know Sheriff was a was a question was questionable. Yeah, I mean, it's just unraveling. It's going to be a long, I was thinking yesterday, it's going to be a long season for our podcast, too. No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> we'll have fun. Everybody keep tuning in. We're going to make it fun. Trust me. We're going to well, figure it, it out. Well, it could be a whole new team here in a week or so. We'll have Heck plenty yeah. to talk about. Yeah, we shall see. I don't know if I see my man Jay Gruden, my neighbor. You know he lives beside me. Aw, I love Jay, and I, you know, it's just too bad what's happened with. I think a lot of this is not his fault. It's just a victim of the circumstances, you know, with the injuries and everything yeah. that's happened. And that's what's so troubling for me. A lot of this is not his fault, but the stuff that is his fault didn't need to be. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, yeah. the, just starting by de- de- developing Dwayne Haskins from the rip. Um, because as a coach, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, not because of anything special, but just because that's your first round draft pick. Let's all get on the same plan, no matter who wanted them or who didn't want them. Let's help develop this kid. And so, yeah, and that to is me, a disheartening thing, yeah. especially. It'd be one thing if he was a, like a defensive coach, oh, but we know yeah. he's a quarterback himself. Yeah. Oh, but one thing <laughs> if the kid was a fourth round draft pick, third round draft pick. But, yeah. you know, for this kid to be presumably the next quarterback of this football team and, and Case Keenum just being a stopgap uh, or even Cole McCoy being a stopgap for that, mm-hmm. it's, it's no possible way um, that shouldn't have been happening. So, yeah, definitely we differ in opinions, that's for sure. All right, well, so good catching up with you, D. Hall. Have fun in L.A., and we will circle back in a couple days as we look ahead to the Patriots and whatever else has broken Redskins news-wise by then. I know, I know. Redskins fans, stick in there, man. We're going to figure this thing out. I say we because I'm, I'm, I'm hurting with y'all, man. So we're going to figure this thing out. We got to figure this thing out, man. Yeah. Shoot. All right. We'll see you later this week. 
Hold it home. Out.